many times I get questions from podcasters who are trying to make offers and who are trying to get conversions on their podcast about why is this not working? And so one of the things I'm going to address with you today is probably a 90% chance that if you're not getting conversions from what you're doing, it's probably that this is off. And I'm going to tell you all about it and how to fix it right after this. So the real question is this, how can podcasters like us who've done the work, built a following and actually made a difference, monetize our podcast without selling out to sponsors who don't really value our community anyway? That is the question. And this is the answer. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. Hi there. Welcome to Podcast Monetization Secrets. My name is Christy Hostler, and I so appreciate you spending time with me today. I know you've got tons of options to listen to as far as podcasts. And the fact that you're here tells me that it's really important for you to figure out a way to make money from your podcast. And that's my specialty. I've been podcasting since 2012, and I own a full-service podcast production company called Team Podcast. I've made over a million dollars from podcasting, and it's not luck, and it's not hope, and it's actually not even being in the right place at the right time. There's a whole lot more predictability to it than you would imagine. And about three years ago, I dove really deep into the marketing aspect of podcasting, and I decided I'm never again launching a podcast that's not monetized. So I don't want you to launch a podcast that's not monetized either. And maybe you're already stuck in one. Maybe you're already stuck in free content creation mode, and it just seems incredibly overwhelming to even try to get it to the point where it makes money. And so then what do you do? Well, you can either keep getting stuck in free content creation mode and just keep going on with status quo and cranking out the content. You know, they say the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. The other option that you have, well, you actually have two other options. Your other option is to walk away from your podcast and do what we call pod fading. And that basically means that every bit of time, effort, money, energy, and all that you have put into your podcast thus far, you sort of count that as a wash and you walk away from it and know that all of that is a sunk cost and it just didn't pan out for you. And the third option is for you to get really, really serious about it and go deep learning how to monetize your podcast. Now, I'm going to tell you this before we talk about why you might not be getting conversions today. I want to tell you something that is going to be a hard truth for many, many of you. If you simply want to create one podcast a week for the rest of your life or whatever, however long you're in a podcast, and you expect to be able to make millions of dollars just because you created that podcast, this is not the show for you because you're going to need to go to someone that's going to lie to you and tell you it's possible and maybe even sell you a program that's going to show you how to make money overnight in your sleep while you're dreaming just because you chose to podcast, right? It doesn't work that way. Your podcast is not your product. Your podcast is your traffic source. So I want you to separate those two in your mind. Now, many, many times I get people asking why something isn't converting. It could be because it's ads. 
that we're looking at and the ads aren't converting. And it could be that there's um, they're making pitches on their podcast and no one's ever taken them up on it. They're saying it, but why aren't people doing it? Why aren't people coming to their landing page? And even, you know what? I see people all the time in the, the marketing groups I'm in, they post pictures of their stats from their funnel. And they're like, look, you guys, I sent 500 people to this landing page last week and I only had two conversions. What could possibly be going wrong? And it's a tough question because I think sometimes we're led to believe that like if we build it, they will come. And if we just put together an offer and we just start making enough offers, that there's going to be some amount of people out there that are going to be willing to take it, no matter how crappy the offer is, no matter how bad our sales pitch is. But someone somewhere in the universe is going to just reward us for actually taking those steps. And it doesn't work that way at all. So the prospect of making money from your podcast, obviously, I can with certainty launch podcasts that are going to be able to be monetized and that we can monetize them fairly quickly doing a couple of different methods. But there's a couple of things that you need to know if you try to undertake this on your own. And I'll tell you, we're in the height of conference season right now. Um, just a couple of weeks ago was Traffic and Conversion Summit, which is a product of Digital Marketer. And then this coming week, we have Funnel Hacking Live, which is a product of ClickFunnels. And so the continuing education in my book has been hard and heavy these last couple of weeks. And I'm going to tell you that realistically, the things that you have to do to get conversions on your offers and on your sales and that sort of thing, they are many. Like there's copywriting involved. There's all kinds of things. There's pitching involved. There's, there's just multiple aspects of it. But every professional marketer out there right now in this current environment is basically talking about how important the offer is. And you might or might not have a compelling offer. So when I say an offer, what I'm not talking about is, oh, I have this course for sale. Right. When you just have a course for sale, you're selling a digital product. Right. And so you might be selling a digital product and it might be forty seven dollars. It might be ninety seven. It might be one ninety seven. It might be nine hundred ninety seven dollars. I don't really even care what price point it is. But when you sell a digital product and it's like, here's my product. Here's what you get. Here's the price of it. That's not really an offer. That is you're just selling your digital course. What an offer is, an offer is something that goes far beyond just saying, here's my course, here's what you get, and here's the price. Because an offer is actually something that you want to make so sweet, and you want to make so compelling, and you want to make so irresistible that the people that are listening to you make the offer are going to be convinced that they are fools if they don't take the offer. So it's got to be high value. So an offer comes from stacking lots of value together to create one cohesive offer. And many times this is where we miss the boat. We're like, yeah, I've got a course out there and this is what my course is. But many times what we need to do is we need to jump back and say, you know, not do I need to put this course on sale in order to 
sell more of them? Or do I need to have a better Facebook ad? Or do I need to do this? Or do I need to do that? Forget all of that. You need to give away more value. I'm not saying lower the price. You need to give away more value. I mean, your value exponential should be anywhere from 3 to 10x for what they're paying for that. So that means if I'm selling a $300 course or $297 course, then I should easily be able to give away up to 10 times that amount of value, anywhere from three to 10 times. So maybe uh, $9,000 worth of value, right? So what you do is you go back and you begin looking and tweaking your offers. Now, here's the thing. Most of us, just like anything, we are lazy. And podcasters are lazy too, right? We get in the habit of just keep cranking out the free content and show up for an interview you do once a week and just, you know, don't get very creative about it. Don't do a lot of research on it. You've got your set of questions that you ask every single interviewee and just go through the motions, slap it up there, see how many people listen to it. And then at the end of the day, you sit back and wonder why your podcast is not the main traffic source for the rest of your business. Is that not what we do? I mean, is that not, have you done that? I've done it. I mean, my gosh, I thought when I first started podcasting, I just thought, man, if I build this, uh, Apple's going to pick it up and I'm going to be in new and noteworthy. Then once I'm in new and noteworthy, I don't really have anything else to worry about because that's going to get me enough people and I can just sit here in my little room and I can podcast and I don't have to do anything else. That's completely false. It doesn't work that way. And so pitching and making offers and building courses and programs that are compelling enough that people will buy them is a whole different level. And so it's an art form. And so it's both an art form and a skill set. With both of those combined, you can continue to hone your skills. You can continue to make better and more compelling offers. And right now, I want you to understand that your offer, for example, if you are selling a course and if you have a course, if you just say, here's the price of my course and here's what you get, it's not a compelling offer. And so very few people are going to take advantage of that. But you need to sweeten the pot and give away more value. And some some people are like, well, if people don't want it in the right right away, and if they're not whittling to buy, I'm not going to do anything to try to talk them into it. I'm not talking about talking them into it. What I'm talking about is giving away so much value that it is a no-brainer for the audience. Now, how do you know if you have an offer that is a no-brainer? Well, let me tell you the best way to figure it out. I want you to go back and think about the last thing that you've purchased as you were scrolling through Facebook, the last thing that you purchased as you were looking through Instagram. I want you to think about it. The last purchase that you made online could be Amazon, could be some other platform. Now, what about that offer that you saw was compelling enough to make you take full advantage of it and make you buy? Looking at our own buying behaviors and looking at our own buying triggers is a very huge light into the inner workings of your ideal client's mind, because most of us as podcasters are our ideal clients. We are our ideal avatars. So 
when we create something, if we create something that's good enough for us to buy and compelling enough for us to buy, and we create an experience that we would be thrilled to be a part of, then generally it's what will be the same thing that your audience will get on fire about and that your audience will get excited to get behind. So I can't tell you there's not a formula for, oh, price it this way and create this and do this and and add all these other things to it. Like there's not a specific formula. And many times you actually have to test things and you actually have to test offers and see what's converting and what doesn't. And most of the time, marketing is simply continuing to tweak and continuing to refine. You're never done with the process of improvement. The continuous improvement that you would do on a marketing funnel is many times unlike most people are ever even imagining. Because what happens is, If you can get, I mean, once you begin getting an offer to convert, like that's the first hurdle, but that's just like, that's just getting to base camp. That's not even getting up to the top of the mountain, right? Beginning to see an offer and conversions come in, that's the starting block. Now you start looking at what else can you do to make higher conversion rates? What else can you do to allow more people to take your upsells or your one-time offers or your bonuses or whatever else you're selling. If you are continually tweaking these things and adding value and adding bonuses to your offers, what will happen is you will end up improving conversion rates by one or 2%. And you might say, hmm, one or 2% is not really that much, Christy. Well, one or 2% over the course of sending hundreds or thousands or whatever of traffic people that are traffic to your funnel, what's going to happen is that one or 2% will increase your revenue exponentially. And so what you need to realize is your offer, like your starting offer is just the start. And even if you get conversions on it, keep tweaking, keep throwing things in, because if you sold 10 today, And you make an improvement and tomorrow you sell 20 and then maybe you make another slight little tweak. Maybe you change the wording on something or maybe you pitch it a slightly different way. And all of a sudden the next day you get 30 like that's all worth it. And that is a process that you should continually be doing with anything that you're putting out there. You're not going to be effective if you have a pitch on your podcast that basically says very generic things like, oh, I've got some courses and you can go to my website and you can check those out because what's going to happen, they're going to go to your website, they're going to get lost in there and they're going to not know where the resources page is or where your course page is. They're not going to know all these things. And then they're going to get in there and they're going to see that you've got two or three or four different courses. And some of them may say waiting list only. And some people may say, some of them may say coming soon. (laughs) Some of them may not give you very much information. And so you're expecting that listener who's excited about what your topic is to go to your website and self-select what course they need from you or self-select what kind of help or what kind of program they need to sign up for you. And this is the very same difference. Like if I was not 
a camper, and, and I, I really haven't done a lot of camping in my life, but if I was not a camper and all of a sudden I went to one of those big like camper world or RV world, whatever they are, those big stores, and I bought a camper. And of course, that's a huge purchase. And that's like, yes, for a camping world or whatever to give me uh, to be able to get a huge sale out of me. Right. But my purchases don't stop with the camper. Honestly, that's just the beginning of my tab for camping, because now I need a whole bunch of other stuff. I don't know necessarily what I need. Like, do I need certain toilet paper that only is good for a camper? Or do I need certain types of propane for the grill that comes with it? Or do I need, you know, what all do I need? Do I need a certain lawn chair that I'm going to put out on the little concrete pad that's going to be at my campground? Do I need a remote control for my awning that's going to fold out from the side of my camper? I mean, so there's so much to be concerned about. And if I was getting ready to carry uh, to actually carry out and do a camping trip and I just bought the RV, I'm really going to need someone to take me by the hand and be like, all right, Christy, you just got your RV. So you're good, but you've got people coming and going to meet you at the campground. And so you got to be prepared. So first of all, I know you got the refrigerator and you got the oven, you got the stove and all that stuff in the camper. But let me just tell you this. You're going to need a big cooler. You're going to need a big ice chest because you don't want to crowd your refrigerator with all of the drinks that everyone's going to need because you got to stay hydrated when you're out there because it's hot. So let's go ahead and get you this beautiful 52-quart Yeti cooler, right? Because here's the thing. You can fill it up with ice one time and you never have to keep going back for ice because it'll stay cold the whole time you're out there camping. Okay, so let's get that. All right, now let's move on. You're going to need an outdoor grill because you're going to want to be able to pop up your grill and just begin cooking. You're going to need something bigger than they provide at most campgrounds. And so you're going to need to get this particular grill. All of our RVers love this grill because it's easy to pop up. It's easy to cook on and then it cools down really quickly and it'll stow right here in this little storage area on your RV and you don't even have to think about it. So when you're not using the RV, it can stay right there and it's always ready to go. So now we got the grill. So then you go on and you, if you have a sales rep that's going, all right, you're also going to need this. Okay, you're going to need these little wheel chocks in case you're ever parking on an incline. You're going to need to be able to chalk your wheels and you're going to need this. And, you're gonna, and they basically lead you through and get you everything you need down to the hamburgers and hot dogs and ketchup and mustard and everything else that you're going to need to have a great camping out weekend. How different would that experience be if it was just left up to my own devices to run around Camping World or whatever the big store is and try to figure out what all I needed? I don't know. I haven't done it before, but I'm willing to make the investment. But somebody's got to show me because I really don't know whether I need all of these things or some of these things, or I won't need this if I'm using that, or I won't need that if I'm using this. That's exactly what you're doing when you have a sales funnel for your product. You're leading people to the best offer for them. You're identifying in them and calling them out and giving them a compelling offer they can't, can't refuse. And then hopefully they're converting. And if they're not converting, you go back and revisit your offer sweeten it, rewrite the copy for it, make it more compelling. 
Many times we as podcasters are not natural born salespeople and we pitch things in a way that is completely inarticulate. We trip all over ourselves because we're so self-conscious about actually making a pitch on our podcast that we don't know what to say. And then we keep talking about it. So we keep talking about it. And you know what? If you're talking, you're not selling. So the more you talk about it, the more you're going to turn people away from it. Your offer is going to be everything. It's not just, this is my course or this is my program. Here's what it is. Show them what all they're getting. Break it down step by step, person by person, what they're getting. And not just that, but the results that they're getting. Because if you tell me I need some sort of altimeter because I'm now camping and I don't know what that is or how to use it or what it means, like I'm going to be much more likely to buy it if you'll say, oh, Christy, you don't even need to worry about how high you're going with the elevation. You're going to need to use this altimeter and it's going to adjust the pressure on your tires automatically if you're going up into certain elevations. So you'll never blow a tire because of an elevation that you're going somewhere, right? Okay, so great. Good to know. But if you don't know what that's for and you don't know what you need it for and the result you're going to get from it, like, I don't want to do something that's going to make my tires explode. So it's just one of those things that you've got to become the expert at leading people through the decision-making process for your offer. And that's really all marketing is. You're taking that person by the hand and saying, hey, are you overwhelmed? Are you tired? Do you have no energy? If so, how would you like to fix that? And how would you like to fix it without having to cut out all your favorite foods and without having to exercise like a crazy person? I can show you how to do that. Let me show you. That's all marketing is. And so the better you get at articulating your offers, because your offer is everything. So many people last week at Traffic and Conversions were talking about the offers. And many times people are talking about how our attention span as consumers continues to shrink, which I know it doesn't say much for the fate of the fate of our country and the fate of our future, you know, with the problems that really require great depth of attention. We have got shorter attention spans than ever. And so we have to get to the offers quicker. We have to get to the wins quicker. And it's not even that, but whenever you, even when you have a program, you've got to begin giving people wins right away because if you don't, they will leave you. So you can't just create one course 10 years ago and keep selling it throughout the rest of your life and never tweak anything. You need to constantly be improving your programs because I guarantee you the person that came out with a program five years ago is going to be tuned in to all the things that your program didn't do. So you need to be constantly updating these things. You need to be constantly looking for ways to get better results faster for people and get people to that next knocking down that big domino or that next level in their life. And you might say, well, Christy, this just sounds like I'm not just trying to monetize a podcast. I've got to now I've got to go create all these other things. Yes, your product, again, is not your podcast. Your product is something else, some other way that you're going to change lives. So if you have these things and if you're willing to create these things, you can monetize a podcast very easily and much more to a much higher level than like just trying to get enough downloads to get sponsorships or just trying to get enough 
interest in your show that you can actually get someone to sponsor it. And what happens is many people want to change or shift their lifestyle or shift their business. And instead of doing one-to-one or instead of doing brick and mortar or instead of being tied to a physical location, they want to do one-to-many or they want to be location independent or they want to not have a cap on their income that is only determined by the amount of people they can come in contact with every day. And if that is you, then you perfectly well should create all these extra things and programs because people need you to help solve their problems. But if you want to just create a podcast, and I actually had, I think, I don't know if I've mentioned it before on this show, but I actually have a client or I had a client we've, we've since she's using somebody else right now for all her stuff because she said to me at one point in time, she was doing one episode a week and she's like, "Ah, I just want to do less podcasts and make more money from them. (laughs) It's like, okay, great. Well, you are in the wrong exact thing that you need to be doing. So if you are just wanting to create less podcasts and make more money, like it, that's not going to happen with this. You have to create other things. Your podcast is a traffic source for those other things. And you can point it wherever you want. But you can't just expect that your content is going to be so good that somebody somewhere is going to pay you for it. I mean, if Spotify or whoever else has not already come knocking on your door asking you to create original content for them, then you're in the boat with the rest of us and you've got to create some alternative things in order to make some money. Doesn't mean some of those alternative things couldn't be things like merchandise or couldn't be things like paid book clubs or paid memberships or whatever. It doesn't have to just be digital courses, but you've got to create something else of value because the market for free content is very crowded right now. You are in a red ocean. And nobody's going to pay for actual content unless it is in a productized way, that it's a program, that it's a membership, that there's something else going on with it. So that's what you need to focus on. And always, 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 if things are not converting, go back to your offer. Go back and look at it and make it as compelling as you can make. And you might even make it too compelling. Right. And suddenly you start getting uh, conversion after conversion after conversion. And then maybe you change it a little bit so that you're not converting quite so much if you can't fulfill that much. Right. But you just really have to keep looking at your offer and making your offer more compelling. And like I say, your offer is the entire value stack of what somebody is getting when they purchase something from you. It's not just here's my course. It's forty seven dollars. Here's my membership. It's $39. Here's my whatever. It's this price. Show them all the value. Give them bonuses. Give them additional things. Give them templates. Give them workbooks. Give them things. I mean, think about in the progression of where you're taking somebody with the results that you're giving them. What is the next logical thing that they're going to need help with? So give them something along the the next logical path of what they're going to need help with. And then you're more likely to get conversions as well. I hope this has been helpful for you today. Offer, offer, offer. It's everything when it comes to marketing. And you 
Whether you like it or not, you're a podcaster. And if you want to get money out of podcasting, you got to wear a marketing hat at least some of the time. Or you've got to hire someone in your team that you will hand them the marketing hat full time and let them run with it. So I hope this has been helpful. And I hope you understand that you're not just podcasting to create great content because eventually someone's going to pay you for it because that's not going to happen. I mean, they'd be like the same, you know, the same percentage of people that'll happen to and they'll get deals with Spotify are the same people that will become professional athletes and become the next LeBron James or whoever else is the big athlete of the day. So just keep that in mind. And you can never get too good at making offers. You can never get too good at making offers. And the more compelling your offers are, the more financial freedom you will have. And again, money is just a, it's just a direct correlation of the value that is exchanged. So the more you're helping people solve their problems and the higher value those problems are that you're helping them solve, then the more money you will make from it. So if you think about or you think you have an offer, begin by asking yourself, do people or would people actually pay to have this problem solved for them? I mean, I'll be honest, until pandemic happened, I didn't know how much we would be paying for, you know, having the problem of uh, none of our stores have toilet paper or none of our stores have meat or whatever in them. You know, these products got scarce and all of a sudden it was like, okay, wait a minute, we need to look at different supply chains. What's going on here? Right. You don't know what problems people are willing to pay to solve until they get desperate. But you can't get people to give you money for a problem that they're not willing to pay to get it solved. So if your audience doesn't know they have a problem, you're going to spend all your time and energy and effort educating them on the problem that they have. You're not going to find people that are willing and ready to give you their money and buy because they've got to go through the education process first. And those are the hardest kind of sales. If you watch Shark Tank with any regularity, many times the sharks will pass on a perfectly good business opportunity because it will take millions of dollars of marketing education in order for the general public to understand and consume whatever the product is that they're selling. So you don't want to be in a situation where you are trying to spend your hard-earned dollars or your marketing dollars educating people. So think about it. Your podcast is content is an outgrowth of the problems that you solve for people. And if people are willing to pay to get that problem solved for them, then all you have to do is productize that solution and begin offering it. I've done that in the form of a podcast tune-up. It's like an audit, and I have been using it. I've, I've been having a great time. The last couple of months, I've probably done 15 or 20 of these, and it's just so much fun to be able to look at what people are doing and see that so many people are doing things, a lot of things right. And just with a few tweaks and a couple of little changes, all of a sudden, they will be able to be on the path to monetization. Honestly, there's a lot to think about whenever it comes to monetizing your podcast, and every piece of your podcast can play into that, but you got to have a strategy for it. So if you need help identifying whether your podcast is going to be able to monetize or whether you're doing the right things or the wrong things or whatever, and you need someone else that knows what they're doing to look at it and get their eyeballs on it, 
then feel free to go to teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. It'll tell you all about it there. It tells you who it's for. And especially if you've been podcasting a while and hit plateaus or you're thinking about rebranding or you're just wondering, you know, what your first step monetization, make the investment in getting some sound advice before you just run off half cock and end up having something that's a complete flop. If you need help, teampodcast.com forward slash tune up. And I'm always happy to help you with that. So hope this has been helpful for you today. And I hope you can get your arms around offers and understand exactly what it's going to take to begin getting conversions from your actual audience. So hope you'll join me for the next episode. I hope you have a fantastic day. Thank you for joining us today. If you'd like to continue the conversation about how to monetize your podcast, I want to invite you to join our private Facebook group. Just go to facebook.com forward slash podcast monetization secrets and click the button to join. And then I'll see you on the inside.